He has spoken on the topics faith, family and freedom in Cuba, Belgium, Brazil, Congo, UK and all over the USA to crowds from 14 to 40,000. Please help me welcome J. Lauren Norris. I recently saw a friend live the example of what I want to talk about today. And here's what I want to tell you. Leaders, communicators, especially speakers, and pineapples. They have something in common, and it's a very significant trait that they have in common, leaders and speakers and pineapples. And that's what I want to talk about in this episode of Leading Leaders. I'm Jay Lauren Norris. With Subscribe now podcast. for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom. Coaching clients or teaching classes. I want to drill this point home. I've said it a thousand times, but you need to understand what it means. You will never, ever, 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 never, did I say never? Never squeeze a pineapple hard enough to get ketchup out of it. Why? Because it's not in there. Because it's not in there. Now, what does that have to do with leaders and speakers, you might say? And I'll put it to you like this. There are a whole lot of people who are under pressure in different ways. And the pressure that they're under often looks like accusations or questions about their integrity or the way that they do business or their sellability, their, their skills, their skill set. Maybe it's the resume, maybe, maybe it's the education, maybe it's the CV as a whole, the whole package of, of who you are and what you bring to the table. Maybe it's just your personality, your ability to adapt on the fly, your ability to, to live under pressure. And that pressure, just the pressure alone, is enough to, well, make you wonder if you're a pineapple or not. See, here's what I know about pineapples. No matter how hard you squeeze them, you don't get ketchup. You also don't get, say, gravy or orange juice or guacamole. Why? Because that's not what they're made of. When you put something under pressure, what comes out of it is what it's made of. And the same is true of every leader and every speaker. A leader whose metal has been tested, so to speak, whose character, whose resolve, whose strength, whose integrity is without question. When you put them under pressure, that doesn't change. Now, some leaders and speakers and communicators, they react to that pressure a little differently. Most have a way of bouncing back, bouncing around, moving like a ping pong ball on a hardwood floor, and they can bob and they weave and they make their way through these moments of high pressure. Some fold like a cheap tent. They collapse under the weight of the pressure like a, a tin car le uh, carport under a heavy snow. They just lean over and eventually they fall. And when you see a leader who has folded under the pressure who has leaned into the problem until the problem has consumed them because they're not strong enough to stand up against the problem or wise enough to avoid the problem, then you have a leader whose character, whose internal makeup is such that problems for them will always be a problem. Their ability to resist 
the temptations, their ability to fight back against the evil, if you will, it's just not there. And when you put them under pressure, that's what comes out. Now, I can also tell you from a communicator standpoint, there are a lot of people whose vocabulary will change when they're under pressure. The moral standing that they proclaim in most environments for the purpose of their reputation or the expression of their faith, under a lot of pressure, that vocabulary will change. Maybe someone who almost never uses profanity will spit out some profanity. Maybe someone who's never used a racist slur will throw one out in a moment of fit or rage. Maybe someone who's never been prone to violence under enough pressure, well, they can become violent. All of these are signs that are true of the pineapple. They're also true of leaders, communicators, and even parents. That's why you've seen for years those little uh, ad council kind of ads, the after school special that says, count to 10 before you respond. Well, the whole idea of that is not to react with your gut level reaction, the natural you that's in you, but instead to take time and apply the brain mouth filter to what you're about to say or the action you're about to take to get rid of fits of rage and, you know, at least moderate them somewhat. Now, obviously, that's a good idea when it comes to controlling your temper and maintaining your relationships and even maintaining the reputation of your integrity. But the real question is, What's the you that's deep down inside? If you couldn't count to 10 or 5 or even 3, if you just reacted to the moment in front of you, what would it look like? And that's where real leaders begin their introspection. Solid leaders, good communicators, they take the time to ask that question, what if I were put under the most intense pressure I could imagine? What would that pressure look like? How would I feel emotionally? How would I respond intellectually? In what way have I prepared myself for that kind of pressure? Maybe you're not asked on a regular basis in your vocation, in your job, in your employment to stand up in front of a crowd and make a presentation. If you woke up on Monday and the boss said, I need you to stand up in front of a crowd and make a presentation, would that throw you off your game? Would the confidence that you've exuded in every other environment be shattered? Would you lose your ability to remain composed, not only from a communication standpoint, but maybe the Q&A? We've recently watched a change over the last five or six years of different press secretaries. I think the White House in the United States has had, in the last 10 years, we've had eight or 10 different press secretaries under the different uh, leaders of administration. Some of them do really, really well even under the pressure of some of the most direct and accusatory questioning you can imagine. Others have answers that come only out of a book, and without that book, they're toast. Others have a combination of answering questions emotionally and out of the book. And as you watch the different kinds of responses and the different personality styles that have held that position over the decades, what you realize is, it's kind of the worst case scenario for the person not prepared and the best case scenario for the person who is. You're either going to shine very well or you're going to be exposed for the idiot you are. If you're in a role in a job as a business owner or a business leader 
and you're asked to step up in front of a crowd and take a pelting of questions, whether it's from reporters or stockholders or employees, are you prepared for that? Do you have an idea what it is that you should be saying and the things you definitely should be avoiding? Do you understand how fickle crowds can be? How more like a genuine democracy a crowd can be? doesn't matter if they're your employees, your friends, your family, your fans. Turn on them once or let someone else rile them up to think that you've turned on them and they will rip you to shreds in a heartbeat. If you're a good leader, if you're a strong leader, if you're a well-prepared communicator, you're ready for that. You've done your homework. You know what kind of things you can talk about and what you can't and how to defer and not deflect. Deflecting is very, very obvious. Deferring is a way of delegating something that it's not my space to know that, but there are professionals who do. It's the arrogant leader communicator who ends every complicated, provocative question with, well, because I said so, or I'm not handling that, or I refuse to take any more questions from you and storming out of the room. See, leaders who are prepared for the challenge at hand understand that they're going to be put under pressure. As a coach who focuses on strategic communication, my role is to look at everything that my clients have to say from both sides, the leadership side and the communicator side. How do we prepare you as a communicator to have the right answers already embedded in you so that they become the natural response when the question comes up? How do we also work on the leader in you to become more composed, more prepared to answer those questions when the pressure is really on? If that pressure is a 30-second intro or that pressure is answering questions in front of the press, the stockholders, or the community of employees that you have, you can handle that pressure. Maybe it's your next job interview or the next merger and acquisition that your company is facing, or maybe it's preventing one. Maybe it's preventing a hostile takeover from somebody on the board. But again, if you're not prepared to deal with the pressure and you haven't been trained to handle the communications in a strategic way, chances are you're going to fold like a cheap tent, a cheap suit, a bad card table, or a carport under too much snow. I don't want you to think for a moment that this is an accusation. I want you to take this as an awareness. Every leader needs to be aware of the fact that you're going to be under pressure. It's guaranteed. It's not a question of if, only a question of when. The boss is going to call you in and ask you a series of questions that the first reaction is, well, that's not my job description. I'm not even responsible for that. Why in the world are you asking me? And it might be a test to see if you are ready for the next promotion. It might be a test to see if Maybe I'm playing outside your wheelhouse and sticking your nose in places it doesn't belong. It might be a test to see how do you handle the pressure. Do you have the moxie and the grace to be able to face those issues and move along with no problem? See, all of these are problems that a good leader will address. Sometimes your job as the leader is to find out how much pressure you can put on the people that you serve, the ones you lead with, and the ones you lead so that you can determine whether or not they're ready to move on to the next level, to be put in front of a camera or in front of a spotlight, in front of a microphone for a journalist. 
You need to know that as a leader, how many of those things can you defer or delegate and to how far can they go and still get a good solid answer without making fools of all of you. I want you to take some time and ask yourself those tough, honest, solid questions. Am I ready? If the pressure were on today, if I walked out of my office at lunchtime and found the press corps gathered around in my hallway or around my car in the parking lot, and they started asking questions about our finances or our business dealings or the people we have relationships, have I prepared myself for it? What if a billionaire did throw a t-shirt at me and say, put it on and read what it says? Could I handle that moment? What would I say in that moment? Would I have to alter my character or my inner integrity in order to match the moment? Or am I solid enough, consistent enough, right where I'm at? Take the time to ask those tough questions of yourself. Ask those questions until you have some solid answers. Maybe even take the time to write those answers down in a journal somewhere so you can rehearse them and make sure that they make sense and they sound good outside your head. Take that dog for a walk, as John Maxwell would say. It's just an idea until somebody else hears it. Most of those ideas, they don't last past the first 15 minutes of battle. And that's why you got to take them out for a walk and let other people look at them and go, yeah, that's pretty dumb. That, that's not going to fly. That's what friends are for. That's what accountability is for. And sometimes that's the hardest part of leadership is the awareness to say what's going on in my head doesn't really match reality well. You're going to have to take time to do that. Nobody else is going to do it for you any more than they're going to do your push-ups. In the end, it's still true. Leaders, communicators, speakers, parents, teachers, they're a lot like pineapples. It doesn't matter how much you squeeze them, no matter how hard you squeeze them, ketchup isn't coming out. Well, unless that's what somebody put in there. If that's the case, there's something wrong with your pineapple. But I will promise you this. When you're put under pressure, what comes out is what's really in you. Take the time to work on your pineapple. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast, or Tell It Like It Is TV. Have a blessed day. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom.